0: in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary void were prohibited by law. eighteen plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details Hey, what's up, everybody? Matthew here, And before we jump into the episode, I have a quick request for you. I have a survey out right now. I'm wanting to learn more about you, wanting to learn more about the areas in your life where you want to make breakthroughs where you want to make powerful transformations. And I have a super, super short, super simple survey that I'd love for you to just take two minutes to fill out. You can go to MatthewBivens.com slash survey, fill it out. I'm gonna be giving away a couple of things to two people who fill out the survey. I'm gonna give you access to my upcoming course, which I am codenamed right now All You, Abundant Loving Life University. And I'm also giving away a pack of affirmation bands, some pretty cool wristbands that I'm developing that or you have some affirmations on them to help you just create a powerful day. So I would love to give those away to you, but the only way you can get them is if you fill out the survey. So go over to MatthewBivins.com slash survey, fill it out, and thank you kindly. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's up, beautiful people? My name is Matthew Bivens, and welcome to the Having It All podcast. This is a place where we are talking about what it looks like to have it all, because I truly believe that each and every one of us, myself included, can have it all. Having it all is 100% possible, and it really, truly has everything to do with mindset and your beingness, and nothing to do with possessions. So if that's the type of conversation you're interested in, then guess what? You are in a powerful place, my friends. I'm pumped today. It's Tuesday. We've been rocking and rolling this month. It's January, and just a lot of amazing things have been popping off, and cool stuff that I'll get into in magic. But in this conversation, this this podcast episode, we're talking about something that I know is important to so many of you, Uh, both because you're probably working on something like this right now, kicking off the new year, 2019. You're probably thinking about your money a little bit. You're probably thinking about your personal finances a little bit, or perhaps this is an area that you've been wanting to address for some time. So in today's episode, we're talking about budgeting. I'm going to be giving you some budgeting one-on-one, talking about getting started with budgeting and really starting to build a foundation of financial maturity. And so if that's an area where you felt that you needed some reps, an area where you have felt confronted or intimidated, uncomfortable, I get it, I've been there, and we're going to talk about some cool stuff in this episode, and I'm going to share with you how Sarah and I manage our household finances. So that's going to be great, but let's flow into some magic that's really what this is about, right? This is is about those magical moments that each of us are capable of experiencing. And when we align with abundance, when we align with love, when we show up powerfully for ourselves, then we influence. We influence self, others, and life in empowering ways. And so that's what I'm going to share. I feel moved to share three pieces of magic today. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to share a piece of magic for self, one for others, and one for life. Self magic has been really just putting in the reps and the hours and the love into creating this course, which right now I'm calling All You Abundant Loving Life University. So I really wanted to bring something to everybody, you know, that that could help you kind of create that powerful life for yourself beyond what we talk about in the podcast. I want to help you activate those things in life. So I've just been. Inspired by my, by just how I've shown up recently, especially with the holidays and all that, just plugging in, putting in the time, just pouring myself into this course. And um, that's been magic, you know, doing the late nights and the early mornings and all that, all that great stuff. And uh, I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm so excited about it. I know I've been teasing it for several weeks now and I'm going to keep doing that until I get closer to launch date. But that's myself magic. For others, I've just had a lot of, magic with clients recently um, on the breakthrough level, right? Like anytime somebody shows up for a call and, you know, they're there to, to just be powerful and open and honest and vulnerable, that's magical in and of itself. But when we break through something that has been an area of stuckness, when we get through those fears, when we really get to the root and the essence of why your life is showing up the way that it's showing up, and and some new level of understanding is had, oh my gosh, I love it. Like, that is breakthrough. And I've been having breakthroughs with clients recently, and it has been so awesome to witness, so awesome to be a part of, and I'm so inspired by the people who are just continuing to show up and surrender. Because surrender is the hardest thing. It's the hardest to surrender and to step into the unknown and to be like, you know what? don't understand what I'm doing. None of it feels comfortable. I'm scared out of my mind, but I'm going to do it anyway. That right there, you you start incorporating that habit, that behavior into your life. And I guarantee you, you will be having breakthroughs. And I guarantee you, you will be making major, powerful, healthy, loving shifts in your life. And so my other's magic is just the clients who have just been going there. They're just so willing to go in. And it's Awesome. So freaking awesome. My life magic is uh Sarah and I went to a really cool place here in Georgia called Callaway Gardens. And Sarah has been going to Callaway Gardens since she was in utero. <laughs> since she was in her mom's stomach, her family had traveled to Callaway Gardens for her vacations, and she had gone every year up until she was 18 and then she hadn't been. So Sarah's 30 now. So for 12 years she hadn't been. So her and i uh created this really amazing experience um to go down to Callaway and we just we we spent the day down there we took maya and just the way everything unfolded you know we had car problems that morning and we were able to drop our car off and get a rental and then the rental didn't have a car so you know they gave us a complimentary upgrade so we got a an SUV which was fantastic. And we get down to Callaway and we think something is about to close, but oh no, we have 30 minutes. So that's great. So like all these little things lined up and uh, we had a really, really magical time. It was awesome. I'm so grateful that we were able to experience it. And I'm just really happy that I got to see Sarah, you know, experiencing something that she loved as a child. That was really fun. You know, she got emotional and it just, it meant a lot. So we had a really magical time. And that's my life magic. That's my life magic. So now I want you all to just take a moment and uh, think about some magic for yourself. Where have you influenced self? Where have you influenced others? Where have you influenced life? Because you're doing it. You've done it today in some way. Maybe listening to this podcast is magic for you. Maybe you've just been in a rut. Maybe you've been stuck. Maybe you just needed some other conversation in your head other than the one that, you've been just playing over and over and over that hasn't been serving you, and so you pressed play on this episode. That right there could be magic. So just recognize that for what it is. Recognize the magic. Honestly, take a moment right now to pause and think about how you've influenced self, how you've influenced others, and how you've influenced life. I would love for you to think of all three, because you certainly have been creating magic in each one of those areas. All right, so now that you are filled up because you realize how freaking awesome and powerful and magical you are, let's flow into listener love because I want to now recognize one of you for just how grateful I am, honestly. Grateful for your ear, grateful for your words. And today's listener love goes out to Cindy. And Cindy, I really, really appreciate your email. You shot me an email Talking about the episode I recorded about keeping promises to yourself and you were sharing with me how that impacted you and how that was revealing. It revealed a few areas in your life where you hadn't been keeping promises to yourself. So Cindy, I'm just grateful that you had the courage to reach out and kind of put it out there. Like just be honest. Like, wow, you know what? This was illuminating for me. And boy, I haven't been showing up in this area and I've been ducking out of this thing and I've been giving myself this excuse. Because that right there, like you're you're wanting to be held accountable. That's what I get from that. So Cindy, I appreciate your boldness in reaching out. I appreciate you just listening to the program, listening to the podcast, and just absorbing the messages and doing something about it. That's what I get. I get that you're in the mode, in the space to do something about it. So that's freaking awesome. I'm totally inspired. So Cindy, thank you so much. If you want to reach out like Cindy did, You can hit me up on my email, matt at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. Or you can use Instagram. I love Instagram. I'm actually preferring Instagram more these days. So my Instagram handle is Matthew underscore Bivens. And just, just say what's up. You know, just reach out. Tell me how, you know, how you're flowing in the new year. What are you excited about this year? What are those things that you foresee being obstacles and how do you want to overcome them? Or give me feedback on the podcast. Tell me, hey man. You talk too much at the beginning. Just get to the episode or, hey, I love it when you do this. How about talking about this in an episode? You know, give me some topic suggestions. Whatever you want to do, I'm here. I would love to hear it. I would love to experience it and I would love to connect. So please be like Cindy. Be awesome like Cindy and reach out. All right. I got two quick little announcements uh, before we dig into the episode. Um, The first one has to do with that magic, that other's magic around coaching. And right now, I have some coaching availabilities, coaching opportunities. So I want to put that out there. For anybody who's been listening to this program, maybe this is like the first episode you've heard, and you just happen to be in that space where you're like, you know, I'm ready to level up, I'm ready to make some big shifts happen, I'm ready to surrender. I'm ready to show up powerfully for myself and I would love some guidance along the way. I would love some feedback. I would love some accountability. I would love some coaching. Or maybe you've listening for a long time and you've heard me talk about my one-on-one coaching and you've heard it, heard me say it, and you're like, something about today is speaking to me. No matter where you are, if you are interested in getting into a one-on-one relationship with me where we can really work on how you show up for yourself, work on your self-confidence, work on your ability to make tough decisions, work on your self-worth and your self-value, work on your habits, work on your purpose in life and getting you aligned with that bigger why in your life. If those are the types of things you want to work on and you want to do with me, then go ahead and fill out my coaching application. You can go to MatthewBivens.com slash coaching. And I have a couple of spots available right now and I know they're going to go quick. So, Drop the application, fill out the, uh, the application, and, and uh, we can have a conversation about that. So that'll be awesome. Next little plug is a survey. I've been doing a survey uh, for the past, I think, two weeks, two episodes. And that's gonna keep running through January. And really, I am wanting to create the most awesome things for you all. And this survey is just a couple of questions that helps me to figure out what is it that you're truly wanting from me? I want to know what your biggest current challenge is, and I want to know the area in which you want to make the biggest transformation. And literally, the survey takes like two minutes, not even that, right? It's just a couple of questions. It's not long at all. I'm not giving you some long thing where you start filling it out, and then you realize, oh my gosh, there's like 18 questions here. Nah, it's like two or three questions long. You just fill out the simple survey, and I'm going to sweeten the deal because I want to give two people who fill out the survey some free stuff. I want to give you access to all you. Remember the thing I was talking about in my self magic? I want to give you access to that course for free. And that's going to be totally, totally powerful and transformational tool for you. I'm going to give you free access to that. I'm also going to give you a pack of my affirmation bands, which I'm cooking up right now. It's super cool. These little wristbands that you can wear just to remind yourself how awesome you are just to remind yourself that you can show up powerfully, that you can choose peace, just different little affirmations that you can use as reminders to get back into your power. So I'm going to give two people who fill out the survey each of those things. So fill it out, leave me your info, answer those questions. It takes like two minutes and you can get some free stuff just for filling out a survey. Sweet. You can do that at matthewbivenscom slash survey. And all this stuff, you can find on my website. just go to MatthewBivens.com. you can see the coaching link and uh, you can see the survey stuff there. So that's it with the plugs. That's all. Let's get into the episode. Let's talk about your money. Cause I know, no matter where you are in the spectrum of having a lot of money or feeling like you don't have a lot of money, money is important to you. It just is. You know? Like it's just one of the tools that we use to create the lifestyles and, that we want and do the things that we want. I'm not a person who's really money obsessed. Like, I'm more into my experiences and my relationships and how I'm showing up for myself and others. Yet, I understand that the way that I relate to money has a huge impact in my life. And when I have related to money in a scarce way, it has impacted basically everything in my life. And when I've evolved and shifted to a more abundant place, everything has shifted as well to the point where I can look at money as a tool and say, how do I want money to work for me? So one of the very basic ways, like one of the very first things that I had to get with with myself was this idea of budgeting. Because ever since I was a little kid, I remember my father talking to me about saving money and having a budget. And for whatever reason, back when I was a small child, hearing those things, I started to form this fearful relationship towards saving and budgeting. And that has followed me all the way into adulthood to where budgeting is kind of like this four-letter word for me. It's like this boogeyman type of thing. You know, when I, when I think of, at least in the past, when I, think of, when I would think about budgeting, I would feel intimidated I would automatically feel like it was hard and that it was something I didn't want to do. And I started to feel scarce, like I have no money. How can I budget when I have no money? Like that's my thinking. So in order for me to get to the place where I am now and have the relationship to money that I do now, some evolution had to happen. And so I want to dig in a little bit into how you view a budget, your internal conversation around a budget. And then I want to share with you what works for Sarah and I. I'm sharing it simply as an example. Examples work for me. I can pick and choose different things that I like from an example and take it and apply it into my life. And that's what I want to do for you. There are many paths to getting financially peaceful, to creating that financial maturity. There's many different ways you can budget. And I've tried a number of them. And you've probably tried several as well. So if you are... Looking for some mindset shifts around budgeting and you're looking to to potentially try out a new system, then this is going to be a cool conversation. So when it comes to the word budgeting, if that creates some feelings within you that you don't like, then I just really want you to think of budgeting as knowing where your money is going, just knowing where your money is going. You know, people who have a high net worth, People who have a lot of money, wealthy folks, rich folks, they know exactly where their money is going. They know exactly where their money is going on a monthly basis, on a on a weekly basis, basis, on a daily basis. There's no ambiguity there. People who struggle with money, people who struggle financially, people who struggle to hold a budget and feel like they never have enough, generally don't know where their money is going. So, when you don't have something like a budget and again there's many different forms but when you're not engaged in some sort of practice of knowing where your money is going it is so easy to feel like you don't have enough it is so easy to fall into that scarcity mindset and so when we're talking about budgeting remember we're just talking about figuring out where your money is going because once you can understand a little bit about where your money is going then you start to get clues into your spending behaviors Once you start to see those patterns, those patterns of spending, you can start to figure out which ones are helping you, which of your spending behaviors are actually helping you to get to the place you want to be, and which of your spending behaviors are not helping you. And it's pretty obvious you want to do more of what is working and helping you and less of what isn't. And the things that aren't working and that aren't helping you, you want to shift them. So, one of the reasons why budgeting was really tough for me in the beginning and might be tough for you right now is because in order to create some sort of budget and stick to some sort of budget, you have to change or shift up or address your entire lifestyle. Your entire lifestyle from the food you eat to the places that you go visit to the entertainment options that you choose, to the things that you purchase, to your vacations, to your family planning. If you want to have more kids, you got to address that through your, your budget. That's why for a lot of folks, it is so hard to stick to a budget because, quote unquote, sticking to a budget for a lot of people means changing something in every area of their lives. Now I got to eat different. Now I got to spend different. Now I can't go to this place. Now I can't do this thing. Now I got to put this away now, right? And that's a hard thing to do. You want to, you know, we're we're so used to taking baby steps, or at least that's what feel, feels more most comfortable. So then if you're talking about making a drastic change that that's across the board, that's really, really tough. And that's how I related to a budget. I felt that if I were to make a budget, That means I would have to change everything in my life. And I didn't want to change anything, quite frankly. And the idea of changing, you know, how often I ate out or what I ate in general or whether or not I was going to be able to buy that new pair of sneakers, right? I didn't want to give up those things. And so I wouldn't even look at a budget. I would not even go down that path because I believed that if I were to budget, it means I have to give up all the things that I enjoy. And that's false. Because one of the first things that that really clicked with me as I started to build habit of doing my budget every week and every month and as those months built up, one of the things that really clicked was that as I have a greater understanding of where my money is going, I realized that I have more than I thought. And as I started to direct my money to the places that I wanted it to go to, as I started to be more and more intentional... I was able to create a little account for my personal spending. I was able to create some money for eating out. I was able to have money that was going towards travel. So all those things I thought I was going to have to give up by having a budget, I realized, wow, I don't actually have to give them up. And it goes even beyond that. Now I'm experiencing some things in the short term and I'm planning for things in the long term. So if you have just been struggling with budget and it's been fearful, recognize that the story you have around budgeting may very well be false. It was very inaccurate for me. Now, one of the hurdles that many, many of us have to overcome when it comes to budgeting is that we have been conditioned to live above our means. That means if you're making $50,000 a year, chances are you're spending $60,000 a year. And the way that we cover that gap, that $10,000 gap, is through credit cards, it's through loans, it's through other forms of, of debt. So many of us are buying cars we can't afford, we're purchasing cell phones that we don't need and putting it on a two-year payment plan that is unwise, and just generally, we're just living above our means. That happens to be another thing that becomes very confronting when we think about doing a budget because you might know that you're living above your means and you're like, I don't want to give that up either. I don't want to give up the food I like. I don't want to give up buying different things. I don't want to give up traveling to around places. I don't want to give up living above my, ne- my means. But no matter who you are, from uber, uber wealthy to just doing your best, the way you become financially successful, financially independent is to spend less than you earn. And that's basically it, at the core. Spending less than you earn. And so when we're digging into this whole thing around budgeting, we're looking at those spending habits. We're looking at where our money is going. And if it's confronting, great. Step into that. If it makes you feel scarce just talking about a budget, great. You need to face that you need to dig into that further. All of these things you've been avoiding around your money, if you want to create a different experience, you've got to get intimate with them. And so I really, really hope that for anybody who's feeling some sort of tension or anxiety or anything right now around the idea of budget, that you lean into this thing. Because guess what? If creating some sort of different financial reality for yourself is one of your goals in 2019, yet you're unwilling to really look at some of those spending habits, you're unwilling to really look at your relationship to money, you aren't going to hit that goal. That goal is going to roll over to 2020 and 2021 and 2022. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. So let's get clear that so much of this is mindset, so much of this is attitude, and then we're gonna follow things up with behavior. So now let's talk a little bit about the type of budgeting and the methods that Sarah and I use to keep track of our money, to know where our money's going, to allocate our funds, because this part is very important. Once you've gotten through this, some of this mindset stuff, you then have to actually get into practice. You know, And it is a practice. And a lot for a lot of us, it's an area that we may not have a lot of experience. We may not have any reps. And so we got to practice. So again, budgeting is very personal and my method may not work for you. It just may not. But I want you to be exposed to one way of potentially doing things and explore it for yourself. There might be things about what I do that you like and you want to incorporate. And there might be things that just truly don't work for you or you just don't like at all. That's fine. You got to go out and kind of figure out what system works for you, what tools work for you. And, you know, I've tried a lot of different methods because I'm definitely one of those people who I got to have the right tool. I got to have the right process. And I've tried a lot of different things. And what I've settled on right now is something that I'm happy with. It's not the most perfect system in the world, but I'm happy with it. And it's helping Sarah and I to get the results that we want. So I'm going to go through kind of the different things that we, we use and the different ways we use them. So one of the first tools that we use is Mint, mint.com. Mint it helps us to track our spending. So with Mint, uh, it's created by the people who, who do Intuit. So it's all this like accounting software stuff. And Mint is like this super, super simple tool that you just connect your bank accounts to it. You connect your credit cards to it and it tracks your spending. And what's great about Mint is you can categorize all of your spending. So when I open my Mint account, I can see what money is going towards food. And I can break that down to see what money is going towards restaurants versus what money is going towards groceries. So let's say Sarah and I are trying to keep to a certain amount of money each week. I can say, okay, great. These are my patterns over the last six months. So this is our goal for this week in food spending. Here's how much we want to put towards restaurants. Here's how much we want to put towards grocery. Right? Mint it plays a huge part in that because it allows me to see what is. That's one of the most confronting things, just seeing what is. So if you use a tool like Mint, it's awesome because you can see all of your spending. You can track your trends, your trends over time, you know, and and one of the big things, right? Remember, because budgeting is simply just knowing where your money's going. So you got to know where your money's going. You may not really have a, a firm idea right now. You might be just guessing. Well, like, kind of know I spend some money on Starbucks coffee. But I don't know how much. Or, you know, I know I like to shop and I go and I buy a couple things every, every week or every month, but it can't be that much. So Mint has been a really great tool for us to know exactly where our money is going. And yes, you can just open a bank statement and kind of see all your transactions. But what I really have liked about, about Mint is I get to see the different categories and I get to see how they've shifted over time. Some things have gone up, some things have gone down. So, Mint happens to be one of the key tools for us. The second tool that we use is we have a spreadsheet. We have a budgeting spreadsheet that we have different tabs for. It's just a Google spreadsheet. And each tab is a different month. And what we do is we do what's called irregular income planning, IIP, because the way that we operate our business, we don't necessarily know exactly how much money is going to be coming in that month. We might be selling more products that month, we might be, you know, attracting new clients that month, we might be doing different speaking gigs that month. So, whereas if you work at a at a at a company, right, and you know that you get paid, you know, 2500 bucks a month, then you know each month you've got 2500 bucks to budget. But if you're an entrepreneur, if you're you know a solo business owner or whatever, you just may not have that, that type of predictability. And Sarah and I don't. So the spreadsheet that we use or the way that we use our spreadsheet, we have all the same elements as anybody else, but we kind of approach it differently. So in our spreadsheet, you know, we have a section of it that's all about the income that we know is coming in the month and the income that we expect is coming in the month. And so that's how we start off our months. You know, we'll look at, let's say January one. We'll take a look and say, okay, what are we expecting to bring in in January? Well, I know I have these clients, and you know they're paying that. Sarah says, okay, I know I have these clients and they're paying that, and so we go ahead and put that in. Boom. Well, I know we're going to be doing some um, some podcast sponsors with these people, and so they're paying this rate, so I can predict to, that we're going to receive that amount. Boom. So we put that in there. Things like product sales, you know, Sarah doesn't necessarily know how many courses she's going to sell this month how many audiobooks she's going to sell this month. So we don't necessarily put that in. Any, any money that comes in in that month is kind of bonus. But we, have, we know exactly where we're going to put that money when it does come in. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. But what's cool is that what we do is in the beginning of the month, we get clear as to what we expect to bring in that month. And let's say it's $10,000. We say, okay, great. $10,000 is what we expect to bring in in the month. The next step is we go ahead and we spend it on our spreadsheet. We said, okay, cool. We know we're bringing in $10,000. So $1,500 is going to go towards rent. $1,200 is going to go towards food. $400 is going to go towards daycare, right? And we go ahead and we spend, quote unquote, all of our money on that spreadsheet at the beginning of the month. So at the end of that meeting, we see our $10,000 and we have allocated it slash spent it on the budget, on the spreadsheet, all the way down to zero. And we have figured out which are the most essential things that got to get paid first. You know, like you got to pay your rent, got to pay the light bill, got to pay things like that. And so boom, that money is automatically going in there. We got to pay ourselves. That's a big part of being a a business owner. You got to make sure that you get paid too. So boom, we got to pay ourselves. And then we look at some of the things that might vary in the month. Well, I'm not entirely sure how much money is going to go towards gas, so let's go ahead and look at our trends. Let's go to Mint and see what's basically the average that we spend on gas, and let's put that in the budget. And then there's some other things that we might want to have for ourselves. Okay, we want to have some personal spending money this this month. So let's go ahead and put money into each one of our personal spending accounts so that, hey, if I'm out and I see you know an album I want to buy, boom, I'm just going to buy it, right? So that we give ourselves a little bit of flexibility to do those things. But the whole point is because we have that irregular income, We look first at what we know is going to come in, what we predict is going to be coming in. We get that number and then we spend it all on the spreadsheet. And so, what's cool is once we've gone through and allocated all the money to the areas that are, you know, the obvious areas, we get through and let's say we still have $2,000 left. Like, okay, we've allocated $8,000 and we've covered everything. What do we do with that too? Do we just spend it? Do we go to Disney World? Do we? What the heck do we do with it? Well, we have a plan. We have a plan and a framework that we follow to achieve certain goals. It's called the seven baby steps. It's from Dave Ramsey. He's the guy who authored Financial Peace. And the seven baby steps are really just beautifully laid out to help you create financial peace in your life. And I've got a piece of paper on my wall right behind my desk. I'm gonna pull it off. Because I've written down or I've printed out what those seven baby steps are so that it's always on my mind. Okay, where's our money going? So when we have that extra $2,000, right, we've done the regular income planning. We've looked at what income we predict is going to come in the month. We've spent all of it on the spreadsheet and we have a little bit left over. Well, now I look at my, my seven baby steps and say, okay, great. What baby step are we on? The seven baby steps, I've talked about them before. I've done a whole episode on it. Baby step number one is to have an emergency fund with $1,000 in it. Step two is to pay off all your debts. Step three is to have three to six months expenses in savings. Step four is to invest 15% of your income into a Roth IRA or some sort of pre-tax retirement account. Step five is to have a personal development fund. Step six, so personal development fund could be like your education, like paying off that stuff. Step six is paying off your home early. And step seven is building wealth and giving back. So right now we're on step one. We had an emergency fund and we spent it. So now we're rebuilding it. So we're back at step one. So when I have $2,000 left after I've done my zero-based budget, I'm like, okay, great. I know where it's going. It's going to go right into that emergency fund because that's exactly what we we have agreed that the framework that we're going to be following. And so what's really cool is Even though we have that irregular income, even though we don't know exactly how much money is coming in month to month, we can still be very, very clear as to where it's going to go, and we can still have a plan for how we're going to use it. And so we use Mint to track all of our spending to see where our money is going. We use our spreadsheet to get clear as to how we want to spend that money. We know what's coming in, and we know where it's going. And then we follow a plan. We follow Dave Ramsey's seven baby steps to get us to the place of being financially peaceful. And so those three tools have really helped turn around our not only our financial situation, but our financial outlook, our financial perspective. It's really helped us to grow in our financial maturity. And that's been huge because for years I was just flying by the seat of my pants. So much of what I was doing was emotional, spending money when I wanted to, not paying things off, didn't really have a plan, feared budgeting, always felt like I had no money. And so what's really fascinating is that sometimes those feelings come back. Sometimes I'm in a place of total scarcity and I'm like, where is our money going? I thought we had more money. What's going on here? Why are we, you know, why does the bank account look like this? And in those moments, I can just fall back onto the tools. Okay, let me go into Mint. Let me get clear on a few things. Let me know where my money is. Let me know what my numbers are. Let me see where everything's going. Okay, great. And that 99.9% of the time gets me back into a place of peace. So let's wrap this thing up with a quick recap of everything we've talked about in this episode because it's so important to just get some of these basic, basic things down when you are starting your budgeting, when you are working on developing some more financial maturity. So the very first thing is that you got to work on your relationship towards the word budgeting in general. It's so, so important to understand that, you know what, budgeting is not this big, scary thing that means you're going to be restricted in your life. It is really about knowing where your money is going and directing your money towards the things that are going to be serving you in the short, medium, and long term. And it's so important to recognize that getting to the place that you want to be financially means that you need to develop an understanding of exactly where your money is going. Understanding where it's coming from, understanding where it's going. So that very first thing is that if you have a disempowering relationship towards the idea of budgeting or towards the word budget itself, you've got to work on how you relate towards budgeting. The second thing is use some tools. There's so many tools out there that are designed to help make all of this stuff as easy as possible. I use Mint. Mint is a great tool, but there's a lot of other ones out there. So just pick a tool that works for you. Pick a tool that, that you know, there's free tools, there's tools you can pay for, but have something that is going to help you keep track of your finances. It's going to be so important that you know, when you are working on knowing exactly where your money's going to and how you're spending it, you don't want to have to spend an hour, two hours sifting through all your transactions and doing all this stuff manually. Let the tool do that for you. The third thing is to create some method of allocating where you want to put your money. Some way of pointing your money in the directions and in the places and to the things that you want it to. I use a spreadsheet. You don't have to use a spreadsheet, but that works for me. And so figure out your system for getting on top of your money. Figure out your system for seeing what's coming in each month and where it's going. And the fourth thing is have some sort of plan. You know, it's one thing to see what's coming in and what's going out, but you really want to be directing that money. You want to be intentional with what you're, what you're working on. And so a plan like the seven baby steps from from Dave Ramsey, is something that you can follow, right? No matter where I'm at, I'm always working towards one of those baby steps. And I love plans, I love frameworks, and so that's a framework that works for me. But there's others out there. So go and check out some different plans, check out some different frameworks, find something that you can follow that's going to help you achieve whatever your financial goals are. You know, you might need to be thinking about those financial goals for yourself. I'm sure you have an idea. I'm sure if you have different debts, you probably want to reduce them or eliminate them. I'm sure if you're relying a lot on credit cards, you would like to be relying less on credit cards. So think about what those goals are for yourself. And I guarantee you, somebody has devised a plan, a system, a framework that you can follow in order to hit those goals. You don't have to reinvent anything here. You don't have to reinvent anything. You don't have to figure all this stuff out on your own. So many people are out there giving free advice to, to your personal finances, to helping you really create the, the financial situation you want. So just go and become a little bit more resourceful and recognize that part of having it all is being on top of these things. Part of living in an, an abundant loving life is being on top of your money knowing where it's going, directing it, recognizing that it's a tool. It's a tool. Your money needs to be working for you. And one of the ways that you do that is to be on top of it, to know all these things. And a lot of this stuff, you know, if, this is, if you're starting at ground zero, then it's all baby steps and that's perfect. It's perfect. Just learn a little bit every day, a little bit every week. You know, build up these habits as you go along. You you'll eventually get to the point where you're you're sharper at it, you're more mature in how you relate to your finances. Your relationship is different, and that's when things really start humming along. So, I hope this conversation around budgeting and personal finance has been helpful. Because if you were like me, then you've probably had a rough rough relationship with money for many years, and so it just all starts with a couple of really. Basic things. So, I'd love to hear some of the things that you would like to create financially in 2019. What are some of the goals that you have? Share them. Let's put them out there. If there's different tools that you use and things have really worked well for you, share them with me. I'd love to shout them out to the rest of the community so that we can be sharing and all of this collective wisdom that we have. Right? I'm not here trying to hoard any knowledge and keep it to myself. I want to spread everything as far and wide as I possibly can, so hit me up if you've got some feedback, if you've got something to share, if you've got a question to ask, or maybe there's a topic around personal finance you want me to dig into a little bit further. Hit me up for that as well. I'm here. I'm available. Love to connect with you further, and I appreciate you going on this this journey with me today, talking about personal finances and relating that back to how we can all have it all, because again, I am so, so understanding that we can have it all absolutely and that it has to do with mindset it has to do with everything internal it's nothing external and so i'm i'm here and show up consistently doing what i need to do so that i can experience an abundant loving life and sharing all the lessons with you sharing all the tools with you sharing the breakdowns and the breakthroughs with you and i'm so appreciative that you're here with me joining in these conversations i love it I appreciate you. Love you. My name is Matthew Bivens. Here is to you having it all. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health.